Hello, everybody. Welcome to the best show that nobody's watching. This is the Get Off My Lawn podcast. My name is John. I will be your host tonight because, uh, well, it's my show. That's why. And I've always been the host of this show. So uh, unlike that other one that people tell me that I copycatted, which I had this show going for a good year before I knew who he was. I'm not that guy. If you're looking for that Get Off My Lawn podcast, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be a boy, but I have nothing to do with the Proud Boys. We'll just leave it at that. So um, it is, uh, it's Thursday night. It's eight o'clock. Today is January the uh, 5th, 2023. So happy new year. Glad to be back. Uh, I missed all you guys out there. We have not seen any of you since, well, geez, it feels like last year. Um, It's so long ago. And so uh, I wanted to, uh, wanted to say welcome to the new year. Welcome to, uh, episode what is this now episode number 127 um uh the uh the get off my lawn podcast although we've been it's not the new season that starts usually in december so we're a month into the new season but we're only one uh, less than one week into the new year so that's pretty cool um get the ticker going there at the bottom if you are out there watching us live we love it when you interact so please get those comments going uh if you're watching on facebook or if you're watching on youtube then uh, we can see those comments and put them right up on the screen. If you are watching on the uh, the Twitterverse, if you're if you're tweeting on the Twitter, then uh, we're up there as well. But and if you make comments, I'll see them eventually. I just uh, we won't be able to put them up on the screen here as we're live. But uh, but still get those comments out there. And if you're not watching live, we still want your comments. We want your feedback. We want the interaction um just uh just leave a comment down below and uh, let us know what you think about what we're saying at the time or the show in general or you know how much better looking the host is than any of his guests at least tonight so we'll uh speak for yourself man (laughs) uh also for those of you especially if you're listening on podcast form and you're not just watching um and all you get is the audio end of this if it sounds like i'm trying to do this show and talk around uh, something in my mouth. I'm I'm getting over being sick, the crap that everybody's had. And uh, my voice is coming back. I didn't lose it. It's just, it's getting back to sounding more like normal. My sinuses are just still completely stuffed up. And uh, I've still got a little bit of a cough. And so I'm just uh, sucking on the, I don't know, I call them cough drops. They're not halls. They're, they're candy. But they're candy in the cough drop aisle, the Luden's cherry. So uh, I will be uh, trying to talk around uh, a lozenge in my in my mouth most of the night, just to, to keep the coughing at a at a bare minimum. So, uh, with that said, um, tonight's show is brought to you by Sandhills Defense, which is my uh, firearms training company. So, uh, if you're in Northeast Nebraska or North Central, have class. We'll travel. We're planning a class uh, end of March this year out in the Ainsworth area. Um, Otherwise, I don't have them scheduled yet, but we will be scheduling classes throughout the, the summer and early fall uh, around the Norfolk area as well. And if you need a class and I've got the time and, and I can travel out and you've got enough people for a class, we can do one about anywhere. We need a classroom and we need a safe place to shoot that we can put at least five people uh, side by side by side. Other than that, we uh, we don't really require a whole lot else. I can provide most of it. So uh 
give us a call 402-851-0726 hit us up on facebook or uh, track us down sandhillsdefense.com and you can email me instructor at sandhillsdefense.com if you want to uh also we are very proud to be part of the sandhills uh excuse the sandhills wow the self-defense radio network i gotta get my defenses straight here self-defense radio network sdrn.us Go check out this podcast. Go check out all the cool podcasts that are there. Um, some really, really great stuff going on over there at sdrn.us, Self-Defense Radio Network. Um, and then last but not least, of course, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to the individual expressing them. Do not necessarily reflect the views of any of the sponsors or the host or the other guests. Uh, we're not all offering any legal advice. We're not offering any medical advice. Uh, we're not doctors. We're not lawyers. Although Sandhill Sweetheart and I did stay at Holiday Inn Express this last weekend. So, I mean, we probably could be doctors and lawyers. We're smart enough. That's according to the TV commercials. But uh, but we're not actual accredited doctors or lawyers. So don't take our advice as advice. These are our opinions. We're just spouting off here. Just because we're right, that's that's irrelevant. So... All right, let's uh, let's bring everybody back onto the screen full size here, so we can say hello to our guests tonight. We've got uh, Travis P11 and Joe G joining us tonight, fellas. How are you? Didn't give you much. Doing okay, man. You. Just staying warm. Yeah, <laughs> that's all a guy can do. Right. Um, so uh, also, I was going to mention for those of you, um, those of you that follow on the Facebook page, you already know um what why we were staying in holiday and express this last weekend and where we were um if you haven't been following on facebook i guess you'll just have to uh ask around out there in the comments but uh, if anybody if anybody knows if you've been paying attention um put out there in the comments uh let's see if anybody follows along with us on social media um where were we this weekend and why am i wearing this hat and and uh all that fun stuff so all right, let's see here. Um, we've got a few comments out there already. So who's out there? Patriot is, uh, of course, still just here to look at Sandhill's sweetheart. Uh, and I agree, she's much better looking. Um, she does answer her emails, Patriot. And I answered mine. I answered that one. If you didn't get the answer, then you need to go back and, and re recheck your, uh, your inbox or that thread there, because I answered it. Um, didn't give you an answer, but I, I did answer the email. Um, M. Gabriel's in the house. Man. G. Webbs is out there. Travis is out there and in here, and and that's it. Uh, we get those comments coming, guys. Do you see M. Gabriel's question for you out there? There's a question. No, I didn't read through stuff yet. Yeah, will constitutional carry adversely affect your training business? No, absolutely no. not. Uh, studies have shown in neighboring states that it actually increases the demand for training. So any trainer out there, and there are a few. I'll tell you that there are a few trainers in every state that's looking at constitutional carry that just they fight it tooth and nail they're afraid that it's going to put them out of business but what the uh the actual results are showing is that when you stop requiring a class people are uh well two things happen number one <clears throat> people are more inclined <clears throat> to actually seek out training because that's the only thing they have to spend their money on they can start carrying and a lot of people don't want to they're they're responsible enough adults that they decide that they want some training 
before they exercise that right. They wanted to tackle the responsibility end first and foremost. Uh, the other thing that happens is as a trainer, the, I'll still offer the full CHP class because it's still required to get the permit and the permit is still required if you want reciprocity in the most states. But for those of you who don't care about multi-state reciprocity, you just want to be able to carry back and forth from home to work or what have you when you run down and, and grab a, a gallon of milk at night, then we'll be able to tailor classes. And it won't have to be an all-day class. We can do just a class with the, the Nebraska state laws. I think the, the things that you need to know about here in Nebraska, we could do a class about, you know, what happens in the aftermath of a self-defense shooting. We can do a class about the legal use of uh, uh, justified use, I should say, of, of deadly force. You know, those can all become their own short classes. It doesn't have to be a, a day in the classroom. Um, and then, uh, you know, the same thing with the live fire. The If you know how to shoot your gun, that's, that's up to you, you know. So, but that's what... Uh, the state does require the live fire qualification as well. So that'll stay in the full CHP class. So uh, it's actually probably going to make me busier because I'll have more classes that I can do on weeknights. I won't have to only do stuff on weekends, but the weekend classes will still be the, the full, the full boat, the full Monty, if you will, um, to get the CHP uh, from the state. So great question. Um, are we going to have more? Nebraska Constitutional Carry Senate acrimony. <laughs> oh, that's a silly question. You can count on it. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. I feel good about this year, so so we'll see. But I keep saying the same thing. Um, I have to – how do I say this? I have to temper my words a little bit when I'm speaking from an NFOA standpoint because I represent more than just myself. But when I'm here, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's on, bitches. I can say whatever I want to now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so honestly, do you, if you're in Nebraska and you want constitutional carry and we don't get it, then we've only got ourselves to blame because whether this passes or fails is up to us as Nebraskans. You can't just say NFOA, get this done. You can't just say, uh, Colonel Brewer, get this done, right? It, it's a team effort. It's only going to be a team effort. I mean, it, it's so much easier to uh, to just say, well, somebody needs to do this than it is to decide that, well, I'm somebody, right? That's hard. It's hard to actually decide that you're going to get off the couch and stop talking about it and start being about it. But as our friend Tony Simon always says, that's what you got to do. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Start doing the work. And if we get people from 93 counties doing the work and and spreading awareness and contacting all of these senators and putting the pressure on them um, to please, please, please vote yes on this bill, it will it will pass. Um, but they're not going to do what they're not pushed into doing some of these folks. We've got 26 names right now on the bill as it was introduced. Um, Brewer's bill, Brewer's name's on it, of course, 25 co-sponsors along with them. In fact, you know what? Um, while we uh, tell you, what, I'm going to find this and Travis, why don't you um, 
tell everybody a little bit about where they can find you and all your fun stuff. Yeah. Well, I, do a little time for me, would you? Yeah, yeah. So I guess I can talk a little bit. Um, if you don't know who I am, you know, Travis P11, that's my channel over on YouTube. I've been making YouTube videos for about oh, about seven or eight years now. Do a lot of firearms reviews, a ton of cleaning videos, fun stuff like that. Got a podcast on Saturdays called Caliber Corner at 8 a.m. Central Time. So make sure you guys check it out. Uh, it's definitely a good show. We have different topics every week. We'll have another another episode this Saturday, 8 a.m. Central Time. Uh, then also myself and Defense Dad, we we organize an, an event called um, uh, Thunder on the Prairie. And that's going to be happening this June, first week in June. So if you guys are interested in that, you can go on over to the uh, Nebraska Shooters website. There should be some information posted about that. It's going to be a two-day event. Uh, you know, we kind of like to think of it as just a way for us gun tubers and just people that participate in the online gun community to get together. And we do a lot of shooting at a range where it's a really great range. It's a training facility <clears throat> and we've got full, full range access and a variety of different locations on the range to shoot at. We have rifle areas, carbine areas, uh, shotgun, handgun, all that fun stuff. So that's going to take place in June. It's either 25 or 50 bucks a day. And the money is just paying for the range. Uh, myself and Defense Dad, we get no money out of this at all. We just do it to get everybody together, bring everyone together. It's a really cool event. Uh, Nebraska Shooters does have a bunkhouse where they have enough space for so many people to stay there. Um, it's just a free will offering if you want to stay at the range. It's got full facilities, restrooms, you know, showers, uh, bathrooms, all that stuff, kitchenette, everything you need to stay at the range. So it's going to be a good time. Um, I can't remember how many we had about. Well, there were a lot of people out there last June, but I think we had officially like 12 YouTube channels that were there, uh, myself and Defense Dad included. And it's going to be a good time. Uh, we're going to talk to our sponsors that we had last year, get some swag lined up. And we have a lot of great giveaways that we did last year at it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully it's going to happen again this year. It should be a good time. I know there's people that are already going to come out for it. So the reason why we're doing two days this year is so that we can have one day of just like a range day where you can just shoot whatever you want you can have a good time do all kinds of shooting rapid fire shooting a lot of shooting you might not get to do at your own range shoot outside it's a beautiful venue uh and then the next day sunday is going to be a filming day for people so they can film all their shooting they'll have access to certain parts of the range so they don't have to worry about firing lines and things like that and um we'll be able to have like three to four people filming at a time in four different locations and they'll just fill out a spreadsheet for a time they want to film so that'll be on sunday so saturday if you just want to come hang out on saturday do some shooting and uh, have dinner with us and all and, and and have a good time. We're going to plan on doing that. And then Sunday is going to be the, the filming day. Myself and Defense that will be running around like chickens with their heads cut off, kind of maintaining stuff. Uh, we both have our range safety officer certification. So we'll be doing that, you know, monitoring the to make sure that, that it's a safe event for everybody. And so we'll be doing that quite a bit. But it's also fun to talk to everybody that we talk to online. And then we meet together and just really share a lot of laughs and have a lot of fun. So that's uh, Thunder on the Prairie. I got a video on it on my channel, Travis P11. If you guys are interested in checking it out, you can see kind of a little summary of what we did. And um, we made a lot of videos from, from the uh, items that were sent to us. So it's a good time. Awesome. Okay. So if you're watching <clears throat> along on video, I have got the, uh, the bill up on the screen. We're not going to go through this tonight, kids. But I do want to uh, just mention here all of the people who have uh, already decided to, to co-sponsor um lb 77 this is the 2023 version that every session goes two years and uh, so this is the 108th legislative session and uh they recycled the numbers so they started again uh with with number one and this was the the 77th bill to be assigned a number that's that's how they get their numbers just in order so uh senator brewer introduced it 
and he is the senator from District 43. Also, we want to uh, just thank Senators Aguilar. Uh, is it Albrecht or Albright? I think it's Albright. Um, Ballard, Bostelman, Brandt, uh, Breesey, Clements, Decay, Dorn, Dover, which is my state senator, who had earlier said uh, he hasn't had a chance to look at it. He can't support it until he sees what it says. He clearly has taken the time to read it because he did co-sponsor. Uh, senator Erdman, Haller, and uh, Ben Hansen. Harden, Holdcroft, Hughes, Ibach, Jacobson, Linehan, Lippincott, Lowe, Moser, Merman, Sanders, and Slama. So, Senators, thank you for your support of, uh, of the bill. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, and and I, I have not myself had uh, a chance yet to, to read through the text of the bill. So uh, I, I do know that it was supposed to be streamlined. Uh, it says what it does. It does what it says. There's no extra stuff in there. Um, and, and we'll see what happens this time. But uh, uh, I'll be talking to Trish, and uh, we'll see if we can get Dick Clark and or Senator Brewer to, uh, to carve out some time for a, an online town hall over on the NFOA side to just exactly talk about, you know, what it does and, and uh, what we're going to need from, from you as Nebraskans out there to, uh, to get, actually get this one over the goal line. So, all right. Um, hey, uh, John, I wanted to point out, did you, did you notice that uh, this Northeast section is actually covered pretty good uh, as far as yeah. uh, co-sponsors? Yeah. Yeah. Big that was really awesome. Nebraska. Um, and actually even, uh, Southeast, well, the Southeast corner is, is covered by Senator yep. Slama. Um, so, so yeah, we've got a, we've got a good smattering. We've already got just in co-sponsors. Um, there are enough, if, if a pull motion had to be made, there are enough co-sponsors to, uh, execute the pull motion. I mean, if every co-sponsor votes, yes, that's locked. Um, we need 33 to overcome a filibuster and advance the uh, the bill onto the the second and and third rounds. Uh, so we need to pick up a few more sponsors or at least a few more votes. Uh, so time will tell. But uh, as as soon as they announce who the people on the uh, the various committees are, then we'll get that word out as well. So you can start. Uh, uh, sending uh correspondence to the set the the senators on the judiciary committee and asking them to please support it when it comes up and then also as soon as we have a hearing date we will get that out to you just as fast as humanly possible we'll get that posted up so if you are not an nfoa member go join nebraskafirearms.org and if you don't follow us on facebook go follow us on facebook uh if you want to get the uh, the newsletters by email, it takes a little bit longer than the Facebook posts. Um, but if you want those instead, you're not on Facebook, that's fine. If you're not already getting them, send an email to uh, info at nebraskafirearms.org. Make sure it's .org, not a .com. Um, okay, so uh, let's get back on track. We have uh, hunting and stuff with J&J out there. Um, sounds awesome i like hunting and stuff and i'm a jay so that sounds like uh just a beginning of a beautiful friendship there uh the arms men's in the house we got sam of anarchy out there michael frost is over on the uh on the facebook side very happy that he's not banned at the moment 
uh cool avatar picture i don't know why you're so serious but i i'm digging it um who else do we have out there that oh tim s is in the house so yeah we got a lot more people out there joining us now so all right let's uh let's talk about stuff that's been bugging me lately we're not doing an around the horn thing tonight especially where there's just the three of us and there may be more i I always send out you guys know how i do this i shotgun out a bunch of links and the people that can make it do and the ones that can't of course don't and that's totally fine both ways uh some nights it's just me myself and i and i i i've got enough words to say that i don't have to don't have to worry about filling time anyway usually so shut up joe I knew something was coming. I was just, that was a preemptive shut up. Just know that I have a whole bag of shut up with your name on it. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Long night. (laughs) But but please don't shut up. This is, this is going to be a, this is going to be, I think a fun conversation. It's, it's serious, but it's one of those things where if you can't laugh about it, then, I mean, it's going to drive you completely bonkers. So uh, we have to find humor in it somewhere, but you know, we've all, we've all grown up knowing that, words mean a certain thing right we you learned words vocabulary when you were a kid you built that vocabulary up over the course of your life no matter how old you are you're always learning new words and sometimes words do evolve right words don't always mean today what they used to 100 years ago or 200 years ago or whatever right um take gay for example i mean being gay today means you're a dude that likes dudes and a hundred years ago, being gay meant you were bright and festive and happy, and you know it was it was a uh, it was a good old time, and it, it <clears throat> wasn't anything naughty at all or dirty at all, sexual. Uh, so that's that's one example of a word that's changed, I guess. But the problem that I have isn't when a word evolves and grows to become something different. The problem I have is when words don't matter at all. And you can just arbitrarily make something up on the spot. And one of the first examples I, I think we better talk about is the ATF's recent um, ruling on frames and receivers and unfinished parts and everything else. And it's it's still considered a firearm now because it's somehow readily convertible. I guess that that's the definition that they're using to, to make that a firearm, even though it's completely wrong and and they're not anybody that's actually gonna claim that hand them one hand them an 80 percent lower and say go ahead readily convert this quick hurry up do it and and just see how how fast they can get that done but uh what do you guys what do you guys think about what atf is is doing there you know, the, the definition of the machine gun, what we traditionally know as the machine gun or what defines a machine gun. And then I think the first example of it that comes to mind is going to be the bump stock. You know, now that's that's now classified as machine gun. I got to get a tax stamp for my bump, bump, you know, bump stock for a sliding piece of plastic. But what? You know, it's just they're just throwing it at it and see if it'll stick and, and trying to create some emotion behind it. You know, that, that kind of that kind of bothers me, you know, and who knows where they're going to take it is is my hammer spring now going to be a, a licensed part i mean what, what where does it end you know well and, and that's the problem and you know we we use the term slippery slope um almost too much sometimes it feels like but it, that's exactly what what we're talking about here is you know if we're going to make things arbitrary 
then who becomes the arbitrator? The, the arbiter, I guess, is the right term there. And, and that's the problem is if we're going to do that, somebody's got to make that decision. Whose job is that going to be? Because there's people out there that I don't trust to do it. So I'll do it. I mean, if, if, if we're going to leave things to interpretation, then I vote myself as the interpreter. And if anybody doesn't like that, then well, tough, right? Um, now you understand the problem that we have because it depends on my mood that day. It depends on my understanding. It depends on all of the subjective things that go through my brain. Whereas if we have one clear-cut objective set of rules, then it doesn't matter who looks at it. We all have to judge it by the same standards, right? So going off on a tangent, this isn't necessarily about how words don't mean anything, but when you let the ATF make that determination of what is and isn't a firearm, um, because Congress already determined what is and isn't a firearm, and Congress determined that frames are not, uh, that even receivers technically are not, but we still treat them as at least lowers, um, finished lowers, I should say. But uh, Congress already made that that uh, arbitration. They already came to that decision. They did so uh, in a democratic fashion, right? Which is what they were hired to do. And that's how our government works. And so imagine, if you will, a basketball league like the NBA, but a good one that we can all enjoy watching. And uh, let's say that there are, you know, there's a board and they determine what the rule book says, right? And, and they all agree on the rules. And then you hire referees. Now, these are these are like the ATF agents, right? Or the, the ATF, FBI, you know, whatever. Uh, so the referees are out there on the court, and it's their job to determine um, if somebody broke the rules, right? Or if, or if they're following the rules. So um, if somebody travels, then the referee blows the whistle and says, hey, you traveled, the other team gets the ball, right? And so uh, how do they know if somebody traveled? Well, it's in the rule book. They took more than two steps. Or they in the pros, they took more than eight steps. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And so they got called for, for traveling. But imagine, if you will, the rule book says three steps to whatever it is. But then all of a sudden, the uh, the referees determine as they go throughout the game, what is and isn't traveling and they have the authority to do that and all of a sudden the guy that was earlier able to take three or four steps after he picked up the ball uh now gets the whistle blown after he takes one step what but that's not what you ruled on earlier yeah but that's what we're calling it now now we're saying that that's traveling well, one step is traveling and and so uh Imagine that. That would never go over, right? Nobody would stand for that in the sports world. But in real life, nobody bats an eye. Well, we do. But it, we're just supposed to just grin and bear it, right? When when the referees all of a sudden start making their own rules or interpreting the rules however they want to instead of the way that the rule book says to, well, that's not the way that this game is supposed to be played. And that's not the way that the game of the real world and our legislative and executive branches are supposed to play the games. Uh, so, so just keep that in mind. That's what, that's what bugs me the most about the, the ATF redefining 
<clears throat> excuse me, redefining a term. Um, yeah, agorizer's got a good point out there. It, it all started with the misunderstanding of the word regulate. Well, it may have started before then even, but uh, yeah, regulate. Well, and, and regulate has more than one meaning. You know, right, you know, today we think of it as putting regulations on something and, and controlling it um, or limiting it. But back in those days, uh, regulating something meant like if you were uh, a clockmaker and a well-regulated clock uh, was right. It, it didn't have to be adjusted. It, it kept time. Uh, something like that. You know, it, it worked the way that it should. That was what well-regulated mean. Uh, well, it was what it meant back in the day. And so, uh, but now it's, it's, again, we, some words mean more than one thing, depending on, depending on how they're used. Um, so, uh, so Pat, I know that you just kind of disappeared there. I don't know if you're, if you're still with us or not, but we want to say hi to Pat. He's been on screen for a while, but we haven't uh, welcomed him into the, into the circle, which is now a square. So whenever Pat gets back, we'll, we'll let him say hi. Oh, there he is. Hello, how's everybody doing tonight? Doing great. How about Good, you, man? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, uh, was literally in the bunker and uh, was working on things and lost track of time. And I was like, "Oh shoot!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's after eight o'clock. <laughs> so, well, you're fired. No, I'm kidding. Oh, wow! Wow! Well, the word, yeah, the word fired has really changed meaning too, hasn't it's it? Gonna, wow. yeah, it's going to be like that. It's high on the totem pole right now. It's, it's going to be like that. <laughs> no, I'm glad you're here, Pat. Um, so, uh, so do you have, we'll give you a chance to talk. Do you have anything that you want to say about the ATF's recent uh, reconfiguring of what is and isn't a firearm? Well, I'll put it this way. Uh, just kind of springboard off of what you were saying. The last time I remembered how things were supposed to work, they didn't get to make the rules. They just enforced the rules. Yeah. So I'm just going to call total BS on that whole system. Because... However, yeah, well... The, the right. problem is the, the enforcers don't have anybody to enforce them right now exactly so exactly it's it's kind of a government kind of run amok do whatever you want to place your own rules insert your paragraph here yeah which yeah, our, our three-legged stool is getting really wobbly lately yeah well it's kind of a two and a half legged stool <laughs> the way it's been operated for the last couple of years as far as i'm concerned well even years previous to that too but things would work a lot better if people would stay in their own lane and actually run things the way it was designed and set up to run mm -hmm. not everybody jumping over the top of each other and trying to make their own rules and everything and it's bs i mean it it it's it just plain and simple oh yeah Yes. Nope, I, so, I agree with that too. So but, take it for uh, what you will, but but we'll see. We'll see what the new Congress can do. 
Uh, I thus far I have zero faith in this Congress getting anything accomplished. <laughs> Travis, Man, I'm about to go for. I'm going to run for House Speaker here pretty soon. I could probably get more votes. Just put oh, me out there. That's fine. Of course, uh, Travis, you could probably vote for you. I'm libertarian, so I don't know if that counts as an independent. I'll have to just kind of sneak <laughs> me in there, I suppose. But I could probably get no votes. So there we what go. A, what a mess. Well, Travis, you could probably get more done. I'm going to be uh, running on the platform of free beer and chicken. So that's, yeah, that's my platform. So that's all you need. Wow. You, can, you, can you make that happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to make you chicken great again. Can you explain it to us ahead of time or do we have to elect you before? I'll just make a call to Super Saver and take care of everybody's needs. So Go, go ahead and elect <laughs> me and then I'll show you how this is going to work. There you just go. Trust there you go. Just trust me on it. I'm going to talk to my buddy Falstaff and see what he can do. Here's a good one. I, don't, I have not heard this, uh, so I don't know the answer. Um, I don't know if anybody else out there in the comments um, knows the answer, but uh, Sam of Anarchy wants to know how many pro-gun ATF agents resigned when they made so many stupid laws and rules. I'd, I'd like to know that figure. If, if, if anybody has it, that'd be cool to find I'd out. Probably say zero. You think they're going to give up their cushy jobs and their benefits <laughs> and their retirement and their health care plan and their retirement? No, no, they're staying no, in. And I'm thinking you're probably you know? right. They're, they're going to stay in because some of those guys – still can do good i mean if we have good agents in there you know we we need good i said guys but not just the guys either we need just good people, people to yeah. be uh in these agencies uh and i still maintain the rank and file uh for the most part are are pretty good people whether it's fbi whether it's atf um you know they 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 want to work in law enforcement they got an opportunity for a federal job who would who would turn down those benefits if, if you work in law enforcement and you get a chance and you want to aspire to that, yeah, you're not going to turn that down. Now, what I would hope would happen, Sam, is if they have to start enforcing some of these bogus laws, then I would hope the good people would walk away and, and not go door to door or anything like that. So uh, I guess remains to be seen if if they'll ever be put into that position, but if they ever are forced in that position, I would really hope that, uh, that, that they would walk away then. Um, so hopefully we never find I, out. I, I like your, your positive attitude on that, but after the last couple of years, we've seen where they did enforce certain things in certain States and places. And there was a lot of them that, that followed through. You know, so I, I mean, I agree with you. We have good local law enforcement um, where I live at. Uh, there's some that I, I do believe would definitely do the right thing. And there's some that I think would know where their paycheck comes from, you know, and, and that's really kind of sad. And I guess the last couple of years, it's kind of given us a prerequisite of. Well, kind of and, and here's the other thing that happens is if it's a handful, you know, nationwide, if, if it's a few hundred agents stop doing what they're doing we'll never know. I mean, that's not even a ripple, right? Now, if we had tens of thousands of agents said, hey, you know, we're not doing this, we're, and they all turned in their badge at once, that would make a huge wave, right? That wouldn't be a ripple. That'd be a tsunami. So we, we'd just have to see what happened. But yeah, I mean, we had we had good people that were just carrying out orders in uh, in New Orleans, right? After Katrina. So... Good people carrying out bad orders. So we have seen it. And and the thing is, a lot of those folks were 
brought in from out of state because they didn't want the locals having to to go do that to their neighbors and they weren't sure if they could get them to do it so they brought people in that had did not have a vested interest in the community so that didn't help any either um all right defense dad was trying to get in but uh he's in a hotel somewhere and can't figure out the internet or it's not working right not meaning that you're dumb defense dad um just meaning that it's not cooperating so uh all right um do you guys have any other examples you want to bring up before we we get into the uh the super super controversial stuff as far as words that uh all of a sudden just and i'm not talking about evolution over 100 years i'm talking about just lately that don't matter anymore well like with young people there's words that change within like a decade you'll have words that will just completely go out of style and words that'll make a comeback and words that have hey, evolved into that something happens. new I, you know? and i think it's just neat you know? when it does it's groovy <laughs> okay so oh no this goes way beyond there's stuff that children say it's like that how do you even get that meaning from it how do you even come up how did that of course i think about what we say when we were kids you know sweet or rad you know it's like as radical right radical now we thought radical meant cool what is radical now john yeah really. you know i mean i it's just it, it's well, just some, a natural some of my thoughts i've been told are, are pretty radical there you go yeah, uh, you know but part way. of it is people harnessing those words to to empower themselves and sometimes in negative ways mm-hmm. and uh, i think that's something that uh, can be very dangerous if we're not careful i think um, it can and and that's one of the things too is yeah that's always going to happen with the young people <clears throat> every generation has has their different words for for what's cool or what's neat or what's or hey assault rifle assault rifle anything that's an ar appearing firearm is considered an assault rifle anytime it pops up in in on in a crime you know it doesn't matter if it's full full selectable fire or not you know auto selectable fire or not that, it's, that's it's a, a that's a made-up term well, I mean, style oh i know i know what was it newsweek in the 1980s that coined the term well no uh, it's term right originally from the stg44 was originally what it meant so it's not really made up term. I mean, it there's had a, a designation back a in the day. There's assault weapon and yeah. assault rifle. Well, yeah, yeah. Assault yeah. rifle is a is an actual term. Mm-hmm. That is a medium caliber select fire um, long arm, right? So or in, intermediate caliber, is that right? Um, yeah. So something like a, an, a, a GI M16 or a, uh, an AK-47, a real one. Yeah, those are those are considered assault rifles but assault weapon is is kind of like ghost gun speaking of words that don't matter let's just make up words too it doesn't matter if you make up words because words don't matter anyway but what's a ghost gun it's scary right ghost oh it's got to be bad you know and then the state of california claims that they've had you know how many thousands of ghost guns turn up in the last decade or whatever what i don't remember the exact numbers now they probably have because the cartel is printing their own lowers well, they the, make the their, they is, though, their own lowers and they're being but, used in but crimes everywhere so but the blame, the blame legal matters people. yeah yeah okay words do matter because what are yeah. you calling a ghost gun what's the definition well it's an untraceable gun okay is that one that somebody made at home well it could be and that's what they don't want to have happen yeah, but ninety percent of those guns that they recover were serialized, and they had the serial number either Deface. etched off or ground yeah. off or what have you, and now they're calling that also a ghost gun. 
well when you say there's a proliferation of ghost guns and then you include all of those that were illegally modified then yeah you know we can we can say that but if you're talking about uh the uh what do they call them now the the personally personal manufactured firearm or home homemade firearm there's a, there's a term instead of ghost gun that our side is coining for that um can't think of what it's actually legally in a manufactured individual firearm as per the atf's definition you know yeah yeah privately privately manufactured firearm it's pmf okay okay is what it is that's the correct term for it um and it's it's totally legal it's always been legal since before the constitution was written to build your own guns here because back in those days they had to that was the only way to get one was to build your own or if you had access to a to a good uh blacksmith and and gun maker but uh, most people just built their own back in those days and so um and the founding fathers just got done fighting a war with homemade guns privately manufactured firearms so they knew how important it was to never take away the ability for the American citizens to arm themselves. Even if they couldn't buy their own guns later on, they wanted them to be able to, they wanted us to be able to build our own, excuse me. So that's, that's where it was so important. Um, barbecue says we didn't coin that ATF did. Okay. Well, my bad. Um, but they are privately manufactured firearms and that's totally legal. Um, and it doesn't need to be serialized either, unless you try to sell it. That's the only time it would have to have a serial number. Um, but, uh, yeah, that one's, that one's bad. So, okay. Um, I don't know how big of a rabbit hole this is going to turn into, but the biggest thing that's been bugging me lately is, um, when words don't matter anymore. Okay, let's let's throw out the the big dogs here. Man. Woman. Words that don't matter. So um I know this isn't our normal topic, but this has just been bugging the crap out of me and I I really don't know how to really broach the subject other than just kind of waiting on in here. But when uh, when people can just arbitrarily identify however they want to, today I'm a man, tomorrow I'm not a man, yesterday I'm I'm used to was be a man, you know. I mean, it's our society is our society's got a sickness, and part of it is because nothing nothing matters anymore. Nothing means anything anymore. We don't have any standards anymore. And that doesn't necessarily mean standards of, you know, holding yourself to a higher standard. I'm talking about just an, an actual standard, a baseline, right? A, a measuring stick. So when, when we start talking about how nothing matters anymore and, and words don't matter, um, why do we have so many confused people? Well, we're making things confusing in our country and not just our country, society at large. Uh, I know a lot of countries actually have it worse than we do because we have a First Amendment that uh, 
is kind of a bastion against some of this stuff. But when when you start looking at, um, you know, all the stuff, and if you go on TikTok or Twitter or Facebook, I mean, this stuff's out there. It's it's nuts. There's there's so many crazy people out there right now. And and <clears throat> let me say this: if you are if you are a man uh, who was born male and feels like you're trapped in the wrong body and you think that uh, that somehow something got switched and, and shouldn't have been wired the way that you were wired or, or plumbed that way that, that you were plumbed, I'm not saying you're crazy. Okay? That's a legitimate thing that happens to people, and I, I can't wrap my head around what that must feel like. And so if, if you have true gender dysphoria, then um, I'm not calling you crazy. Okay. You have stuff that you need to, you need some help working through because how could you possibly expect anybody to work through that on their own? Okay. So we're not talking about that being crazy. I'm talking about the people that, um, that think that this is fun, that, that jump on a bandwagon, that, uh, see everybody else doing it and decide, well, maybe, maybe I can get, you know, that that'll be the new attention getter for me. Right. I, that'll make me cool now. And, the the whole trans movement has become such a farce of what it actually should be. We've had trans people in in the world for I don't know how long since longer than any of us probably realize. But they they're a small percentage of the population, but they're a legitimate they're a legitimate uh, section of society where again they were born in a body that they don't think was right. Okay, and if you if that's you and you want to live your life as the opposite of, of the plumbing that you were born with, that's your business. I don't care that that's, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. What I have a problem with is all of a sudden I'm expected to just go along with this. I'm expected to just believe that in the last five years, we have had such a spike in the number of people that have this true um, mental health disorder going on the, the the gender dysphoria and i don't believe that for a second um so john could it, let me play devil's advocate for a moment is it just that yeah. maybe society's changed in the last decade and maybe people in general are just more open-minded to allowing people to be whatever they think they are could that well, be part of it just the fact that, that, that people that have, is because i mean my opinion about people well, is way different from my grandparents you know yeah, I've been saying this for for several years now um, that uh, that trans being trans is the new iPhone, and what I mean by that is you know I those of you that don't know what I do for my day job I, I sell cell phones for a living, I work in a phone store, I see people come in every day and get phones, and when I was a kid, or when I was in high school. If you were cool, then you had the right shoes, right? You had the Nikes or you had the right jeans, the the Luckies or the Jabos or whatever they were back in the day. Um, or in north central Nebraska or, or other parts of, you know, you had the right Wranglers, the right Justin boots, you know, to be cool or whatever. But uh, I cannot think of the last time that I had a teenager come through my store that that didn't get an iPhone that's what they got to have right 
and mom and dad come in and want to get them the free one. And little junior says, but that's not the one all my friends have. I've got to get the same one that they do. So I'm cool. Right? So that's been the status symbol and it's giving way. I mean, it still is the, the iPhone is still the phone to have. If, if you're under 20, you've probably got an iPhone or you've got whatever free one that mom and dad got you. <laughs> yes, Travis, I know how you teenagers are. But if he's under 20, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be accepting. If that's how you feel right now, hey, you know, yeah, you, you can identify however you want to judge me. All right. Words don't matter. Neither do numbers. <laughs> he's only 11. I, Travis P. 11. John, I, uh, I got one to throw out there, though, is, you know, a, a good thing in talking about words don't matter. It, it, it's sad that, you know, a, a, as I'm, I'm looking at the screen here between the four of us um or three and a half right now <laughs> um you know I, I mean typically i see travis i see you and of course you know we're males we're considered men but now we're considered cis mm -hmm. they have they have a term for us and i'm like man i'm not that I, i'm i'm a, I'm a red-blooded american male you know it's like why can't you if they want the acceptance <clears throat> it's a two-way street you know, you want me to quote, go along with whatever you feel today, because tomorrow you could feel differently. And I've seen teenagers and, and young adults in their 20s, and, and they can literally flip flop that quick. And I've seen it happen. So how am I supposed to keep up with how tomorrow? You know, why can't you accept that I, I'm, I'm just a red blooded American male? Well, you know, and that's. That's kind of some of the pushback that I wish we'd see <clears throat> that we'd see more of. And, and gee, I saw your question out there, um, and, and and we will get there because um, he had said something about uh, being defeatist to say that nothing matters. Um, we'll get there, but uh, but anyway, um, what I mean by trans is becoming the new iPhone is kids out there are looking around and going, well, there's a kid in my class who identifies as, as trans and they get special treatment and everybody bends over backwards and they have to make sure that they don't offend that person. And we've got to learn special pronouns and we've got to keep track of he, him or Z, Zim or Zazer or, or she, sure. Or, or my pronoun for the record, my pronouns are the, she, it, um, and I'm not changing them. But uh, these kids see that, and then that's a very vulnerable point in life, right? I didn't have Nikes when I started high school. It, it took a couple of years before I convinced the folks that uh, um, that I should get a pair of those. I didn't ever get the expensive, you know, fifty or hundred dollar jeans at the time. Um, I was never one of the the in crowd kids. I mean, out of the, what we have, 18 in our class, I mean, there was only three or four that were in the in-group, but I wasn't one of them. And I wasn't, I mean, I don't think I was completely a loser either, but I was, I was definitely on the outside looking in all the time. And so when the kids are on the outside looking in, and they, if they want to, um, if they want to gain that acceptance it's only natural to expect that there's going to be kids out there who get caught up in this and say that, well, 
maybe maybe I'm maybe I'd get some recognition. Maybe I'm trans. Maybe I wasn't born in the right body. Maybe I should look into this. And uh, it's a very impressionable age. I think that the fact that there's so many people out there that are that are just promoting the notion that you can be whatever you want today and tomorrow you can change it and you can be gender fluid and, and there's all these different genders out there and, and gender doesn't have anything to do with sex and these all these words that that don't mean what they used to mean anymore well gender doesn't mean sex well in my day they were interchangeable your gender was man or woman sex was man or woman i mean it meant the same thing um but um it was it, it's just getting so promoted now that uh, you you can you can switch back and forth we've seen people we've seen people try to get out of prison sentences by claiming to be female and getting sent to a penal colony instead. <clears throat> and, and they're getting away with this because our society is, is all of a sudden too accepting, too tolerant, I think. Um, so that's one of the things where, when I say, you know, when, when words don't matter, they, they don't. You mean boy, girl? That doesn't mean anything anymore. We've got a Supreme Court justice that can't even define what is a woman because that word apparently doesn't have any meaning. It doesn't have the meaning that it used to, for sure. So the thing is, though, words don't matter until they do. Right? And all of a sudden, sometimes they do matter. Just when you think that you've got it figured out, and you can say whatever you want because words don't matter anymore. Well, then they do matter because if you've got somebody who um, was born as a male and wants to live their life as a female, but you grew up with them knowing them as a male and all of a sudden you dead name them or you use the wrong pronoun on them, then that matters, right? Those words do matter. And now we're also getting told that uh, speech can can be literal violence, that speech can literally cause injury to people, which doesn't make any sense to me either because, again, there's a word that, that doesn't matter because speech is, is not something that can literally cause injury. So either speech or literally wasn't used right in that uh, Congress critter's sentence there. Psychological, John? Psychological injury? Well, that, but that's not somebody verbally literal physical injury. No, I, I, I wish I said it, but but it was one of the Congress critters that, that said that speech can can cause literal injuries, like the same as getting beat up, you know, clubbed over the head or something. Yeah, um, it, it's it, we're not it talking about emotional and psychological damage. We're talking about physical damage is what was what was said. Okay. So um, and again, it's just. When, if words didn't matter, it, it... right. That's that's what I really want to get to before we wrap up tonight. Is I can piss and moan about it all night, okay? And and I have for years, and and I've finally decided that tonight will be the night that we I piss and moan on the air. But uh, we've got to determine as a society can can we just say enough is enough. Is it yes? Is it okay yes. to to say that boys can be boys and 
girls can be girls because all of a sudden, um, if you are, as, as you said, cis gendered, I'm, I'm not a cis dude. I'm just a dude. I, I was, I was born a dude. I'm a dude right now. I'm going to die a dude. I'm a dude. You're a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes, right? Um, if you haven't seen good burger, that didn't make sense. Right. <laughs> but, uh, at some point we've got to say, Hey, um, words have to mean something, right? So if, if we're going to all agree that, that words can change their meanings, that's fine, but you can't weaponize it and you can't, you can't go back on it. It, It's gotta be one or the other. So we can't just say, well, you know, today I'm, today I'm this and and tomorrow I'm going to be that. And you can say it, but you can't expect us all to play along. And I think that's the point where we need to get to is at what point does somebody finally admit the truth that the emperor is naked, right? Uh, do we all have to just go along with this to, to what end at what cost? Are, are we afraid that if we do point out that the emperor is naked, that he'll, he'll have us locked up or beheaded, or is somebody going to be brave enough to, to be that little kid in the story that says, you guys realize he's naked, right? He's not wearing anything. And and at what point do we all just agree that yeah this is this has gone on long enough and it doesn't make any sense and can we just go back to things being normal can we can we trust the science can we follow the science the science and the math that say that that uh, it's less than one percent of the population that actually has this is truly what's going on with them and the rest of it's learned behavior. And again, if, yeah. if you're fighting with this, I'm not talking about you. <clears throat> I'm not saying that you're nuts. Yeah. I'm saying that if, if you're if you're using that to fit in or if if you got talked into it and, and you're fighting now to get back out of it, there are more and more stories all the time are coming out of people that are detransitioning because they got pushed into this and it wasn't what they thought it was. And, and what they were going through wasn't what they thought it was. Somebody made a curious. comment. Are, are we being complicit in just allowing things to to not matter anymore? Yes. And we are. We are being way too complicit in what things should be and shouldn't be. And I'm about ready to go on a rant, so here we go. <laughs> <sighs> if you were born a male, you are a male. Guess what? There is a age in which your brain matures enough and there's a lot of therapists and stuff behind this that will back me up on this and a lot of the stuff that they've said and amount of what i'm about ready to repeat you can go look up jordan b peterson and a whole bunch of others have said 90 percent of this stuff can be eliminated just by letting them develop getting them into therapy and letting them be not just what is popular out there and trying to construct some weird thing just because their little group said that oh well this is cool this is the fad no you are freaking 12 or 13 your brain hasn't fully developed by the time you turn 18 just like when you're ready to vote or anything else when you're ready to be a full-grown adult and you have to pay taxes and get out on your own then guess what you can make up your own freaking mind 
Then after that, after that, there's a lot of people that have, uh, I can name on uh, one hand, Chloe Cole, a very good pod, uh, uh, podcast that I just listened to today. Um, she was thir- She was actually nine years old when she decided she wanted to be a boy. She got rid of her breasts and, and I'm sorry, I'm being a little bit descriptive here, and all of her lady parts down there, gutted. By the time that she was 16 and she took some classes in parental, in uh, thinking of the world, uh, some uh, uh, child psychology, <laughs> totally changed her mind and she had totally wrecked her life because she was a female, she wanted to have kids, and she didn't have the guidance because all of the doctors and stuff just affirmed what she said. She had no therapy. And they said it was better off to have a transitioning girl than a dead daughter. You can go look that up. Her her story is... Potter, uh, podcast. Her, her story is very, very heartbreaking. Um, I've, I've seen, yes, I've exactly. Seen interviewed on on more than one show. Um, yeah, and, but, and, and uh, it absolutely sucks because there's a lot of there's a lot of kids out there that are being swayed one way to the other, and it really sucks because all they need is some time and maybe a little bit of therapy if they're really lost. It's, it doesn't have to be now. Right. It doesn't have to be a transition now yep. and do all the hormones Be- and everything. Before, before so, we go, go too, too far off the rails here, too, I, I do want to mention that I also see a distinct difference between um, the uh, the groups of there's, – there's, I think, two distinct groups of people for sure within the, the trans community – there are the ones who um, the ones who are keeping it real. And, and I think of Gina Roberts is a great one. Uh, if you don't know who Gina Roberts is, look up the DC project. And I, I believe she's Miss California, uh, California state director for, for DC project. Um, G, and, and Gina's very, very unique because she was not a man uh, who, who uh, is now living her life as a woman. Um, she's one of the few people who at birth, her parents had to pick because, uh, if I, if I remember the story, right. And if anybody knows Gina better than me and I'm wrong, please correct me. But if I'm, if I'm saying this right at at birth, uh, she was one of the few people with, I believe, um, characteristics of, of both sexes, they call that intersex. Yeah, exactly. Her her parents chose and, and they chose Apparently they chose poorly, but uh, they they said boy. So um, Gina spent a big portion of her life as a man, and then um, eventually decided mm-hmm. that, that that wasn't right and it wasn't who she really was inside, and and has since um, since done the transition over to becoming a female, <clears throat> and she doesn't hide that. And if you have questions, she's not afraid to. I mean. Granted, there are—I'm sure there's many personal details that she'd just as soon keep personal, but but Gina will have a conversation with somebody, 
And and the people who, you know, if, it, like I said, in her case, it's very unique. But somebody who's born male, who wants to live their life as a female, that's, you're an adult. You, you, you're an American. You're free to do what you want, right? Um, but can we still just acknowledge the fact that this is a, a human being that was born male who is now living their life as a female? I don't care. I mean, I'm not going to look at you like like you're some sort of a leper. That's not the case. Okay, it's the people who, um, the people who refuse to admit that the emperor is naked, who just say that uh, you know, well, I don't care how I was born because because honey, I'm a woman, and and I can have you know I I have a, a menstrual cycle and I can have kids and I can't wait to have you know uh, breastfeed my kids and everything else and like well you had a twig and two veg um so i don't think that you can do any of that you these, these are the people that i think are the ones that are crazy the ones who refuse to actually admit reality they don't live in a place of of reality so the people that are are struggling with this and and if you know i can't i can't imagine what that's like to be out with that struggle like i, I it's got to be a thousand times worse keeping all that inside and not even being out with it right um but i want to make sure that i acknowledge that too that, that i know that plenty of people who live their life as a gender that was not the one that they were born with and i don't have a problem with that they're not trying to convince me that um that it's it's normal and natural and that there's something that they're not or that there's someone that they're not and kudos to you if that's you out there for having the strength to wake up one day and say world this is not who i am i want to show you who i really am inside and that's who i'm going to show the world from now on that's awesome that's got to take a, a ton of bravery um so i don't want to make light of that and, and i don't want i don't want anybody to think that that i i don't have a place in my heart for trans individuals that's not the case at all it's it's not a generalized thing it's a it's like anybody else it's it's a one-on-one -on -one thing if if i meet you and you're cool to me i'll be cool to you and if i meet you and, and you're a jerk to me then i'll probably be a jerk back and it's got nothing to do with anything skin color trans or religion or any of that it's just attitude right so so we've got to keep that in mind too that there's two groups of people out there some of some of whom absolutely will will tell you that uh you know hey i i was this and now i'm this and and there's other people that that just have lost track of of reality at all and and the people that are living in a fantasy land that that are trying to change the world to to follow their fantasies instead of adapting themselves to live in the world that is well, the, the, again, two groups of people. So one of them I have great respect for, and one of them I have zero respect for. So we, we've got to keep that in mind, too. Right, exactly. And I'm not disputing any of what you just said, John. I'm just saying at that young, you know, and I'm just bringing up a point here. At that young of an age, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, when they're wanting to do a transition you know it's god that's that, that's got to be super hard because they've got influences coming in from all over the place and 
you know, it that that that's got to be super hard. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not. If somebody wants to, if somebody wants to transition, and they're over the legal age of actually being not a minor mm-hmm. and not underneath of a household and stuff, great, go for it. Well, that, but that at the same time, you still got that developing brain. That overlaps into living in in reality versus living in fantasy. If you live in reality, exactly, you'll acknowledge the fact that this is a decision that that's you don't make irreversible changes to somebody who's not able to make that decision on their own. Right. Uh, And if you live in fantasy, you tell people it's okay to go ahead and and put kids (laughs) on puberty blockers and everything else. The does the kid get a say, and and should the kid get a say? And if that's the case then why can't that kid buy tobacco and alcohol and firearms and ammo and everything Exactly. Else? Why can't they vote? Exactly. Why can't they drive? Uh, so, all the other all the other rules and regulations that we've put on people under 18 and everything, why can't it be the same for right. changing your your gender as far as puberty blockers and everything else? I I know two people you can, that you can say I, that I, whatever you want. You can yeah. say you're whatever you want. I'm not required yeah. to go along with it. Yep. Exactly. If I go along with it, it's because I respect you. Uh, exactly. But but exactly. But I'm not required to respect anybody, and nobody's required to respect me. That's the way that this country is was founded, and, and that's the way it has to be. Yep. Um, barbecue's got a, a great comment. My problem with the people who are a small minority of the trans community who more or less ruin it for others. Um, that's my problem with the people in almost every community. It's it's not the whole community in general. Pick a community, except for um, like Nazis or, or uh, white supremacist groups, okay? If, if, if you think that you're, and I don't care white supremacists, I, if you think that you are better than other people based on something that's out of your control, like skin color or ethnicity or something like that, then I, I have a problem with the whole group of, of that kind of thinking. But when it comes to the trans community, when it comes to the far left, when it comes to even the far right, yeah, it's the outliers. Those are the ones I typically have a problem with. It's the extremists on any group that make the rest of them look bad. It's the the Islamic jihadists that want to um, go blow up synagogues or, or Christian churches that make every Muslim look bad. Right. That's why after 9-11, there was such a push to to make sure that greater America understood that the Muslim people in your community didn't have anything to do with this. Right. Um, and what it and here's the thing, though, I see even people within the, the rainbow community distancing themselves from each other sometimes now, too, because, again, it's those radical outliers, the the normal trans community. The, the people who, um, again, especially the ones who, who live in reality, I have not yet run across uh, personally or in, on social media, interviews, anything like that, anybody from, from that camp who wants anything to do with the people who think it's okay to have um, kids go to a, a burlesque show with drag queens or that think it's okay to... Um, hack off the the parts of of adolescents or or teenage kids or anything like that 
they don't want anything to do with that because those are the extremists, right? But who is it that always gets the headlines? Who is it that always gets the focus? It's always the extremists. Those are the people around whom policy gets changed. That's why you see people screaming so loud and, and doing all this. Uh, when Whenever there's a, a you know public uh, mass shooting, who is it that makes the headlines? It's the, the people that are crying and wailing, right? And, and saying, you know, how could this happen and, and all of this? And we've, we've got to do something. They make the headlines. And does policy ever change? Not by the people who actually live in reality. It, it's always the people that are focused on, well, if we could only make, you know, then the world would be a better place. Well, I'm sorry if your aunt had testicles, she'd be your uncle, which we're having a conversation about people like that tonight. So maybe she was your uncle. I don't know. But the policies get changed more often than not by these extreme people. We, we have to take note of that. Um, so if we don't start calling this out and making more people aware of this, it's going to keep happening. So when, whenever we see these, these kind of things happen, um, how I don't know. I, and here's a question I don't know the answer to. How did we overcome the extremists in, in our own groups? You know, I think back a couple of years ago in Lincoln when uh, we had 300, 400 people in the halls of the Capitol building that were all there in actually in opposition of a terrible bill that would have uh, uh, kept more people from, from buying semi-automatic shotguns and rifles and stuff like that. Uh, couched under the guise of a mental health bill. People showed up, you know, en masse uh, in the Capitol building. But the the three people that made the headlines and were on the news that night was two guys in boogaloo gear, the, the Hawaiian shirts with the, the plate carriers and the and the helmets and ARs, and then the one guy that was uh, is, is alleged to be a, a white supremacist. Those are the three that made the headlines. Okay, they weren't even doing it they weren't screaming to get the spotlight, but they attracted the spotlight because those are the people that, that the news wants to focus on. Because if they can highlight those people, then they can paint us all with the same brush. Well, look at all these people that showed up. Oh, look, these are these are nut bars and white supremacists. Well, there were 350, 400 of them in the Capitol today. Well, that's not the truth, but... Um, but that's, that's the picture that was painted. So how do we overcome this? How do we, how do we stop shooting ourselves in the foot by being overzealous sometimes? Because I don't think that we want to do away with the overzealous people completely. We need some of that. So how do we, how do we regulate the zeal? Honestly, I, I don't know, but. I mean, we need like-minded people. We need like-minded people that temper each other. That's that's what it has to be done. And like you, the the we need to. If they want us to quote accept their lifestyle, they have it has to go both ways. There's nothing about splitting a group or anything like that. I was reading one of the comments, and it, it's if words actually matter, then they want us to accept them for who they are, then they have to accept us for who we are and be able to, to temper quote the ones that are 
farther to the right or farther to the left. We need people that have some common sense to be able to temper some of the things that we're trying to do. You know, after those three gentlemen that were down there that basically made everybody look bad because they're the ones that made the news, you know, we had to try and work even harder to say, no, no, this is this isn't the norm. I go to work every day. I have a family. You go to work every day. You have a family, you know, but it just made our job that much more difficult in the end. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And, and I was kind of answering one of the questions that was on there is something about a segregation. And it's like, no, it's it's not. We need to, you know, if if words don't matter anymore, because if I'm asking to be called a, 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 a male instead of cis, but they'll continue now to say that, no, you're a cis. I've had this conversation before. But then they'll also turn around and tell me they're non-binary. So then, how, I don't know, I'm at a loss. You know what I'm saying? I, I really don't, how do you respond to that? Because they're saying they're nothing at that point. They don't know what they are. Or they it's, refuse to choose. Yeah, they, they refuse to pick. Right, right. So, I mean, and not being rude, I asked him, I said, so that would basically be, if you're not choosing, then you're becoming not human, you're almost an object now, because you're not either or. And I couldn't get really a response. I, I was, you know, honestly trying to have a conversation of just trying to understand where they're coming from. And it, it's, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to have conversations because some people <clears throat> some people and it's this isn't uh it's not unique to to any single group i think it's across the board um typically the people that you can find that are out there and accessible most of those don't want to have a conversation they want to yell at you about why they're right and you're wrong and and that's our camp included there's a ton of people who don't want to have a conversation in the 2a community or aren't equipped to have a conversation we had that discussion a few months back um they they simply don't have the wherewithal to to have a, an actual discussion not not even debate just a true discussion a back and forth exchange of ideas um and, and all they can really do is is say you know uh shall not be infringed cold dead hands come and take it and and again that's great for t-shirts and bumper stickers but mm -hmm. you're not convincing anybody of anything. And, and when you shout them down, why would you expect them to listen to you if you won't listen to them? So uh, I, and that's one of the things that I've lamented at length here, too, is, is we've lost the art of the conversation within our society. And COVID sure didn't help any. But it was, it was going down the tubes long before that. Um, you know, people, people have for generations now have been drilled. You don't talk about politics or religion. You don't talk about politics or religion. Well, now people don't know how to talk about politics or religion, right? They, they, they can sure discuss whatever happened on Yellowstone Sunday night. And that's all cool. And whether you like <laughs> or whoever, I mean, yeah, common ground there. But when it comes to, you know, why are you a uh, Lutheran or why are you a Methodist or, or why are you, um, uh, you know, uh, a Jewish convert, say, not not an Orthodox Jew that was born into it. Um, you know, why why do you go to this church, or why do you subscribe to 
this political theory or why are you a member of this political party? Well, it's just just because I am. Okay, but but why? We we can't talk about that anymore. People don't even know why they are the way that they are, other than they maybe they grew up in a house and, and it's the same as their folks. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know, if if you were raised with a certain set of beliefs and you subscribe to those same beliefs, <clears throat> it stands to reason you'd be in the same political party or or church or whatever as as the folks that raised you. Um, but that's just something too that it's hard to have a conversation when nobody knows how to converse anymore. And some of us want to, but there's the other thing you got to remember when you're trying to engage people in conversations is that um, you got to remember that they're used to getting set up for gotchas. They're used to somebody just thinking that, that you can get one over on them or, or whatever. And it's, it takes a while to, to wear them. I don't want to say wear them down, but to, to earn their trust that you're not there for a gotcha, that you're there for their ideas. Uh, so that's tough too. And there's a lot of questions that I would, I would love to have. I don't, I don't know anybody who is, you know, going back to the trans thing. I don't know anybody who's trans well enough um, that, that I could ask them stuff like that. And it's not necessarily that I need to know them well enough, but I need them to know me and I need them to understand where I'm coming from and who I am and how I see them as a human being. And, and I still see their value as a human on this planet. Nobody in that uh, community knows me that well that I would expect them to trust me with a, with a conversation. Uh, I would love to, but. But there's just, I don't know, it's, it's, I didn't know if we were going to get a whole show out of if words matter or not, but a lot of stuff that I guess doesn't really pertain necessarily to the topic on the title, but I don't know, I don't know where to ask these questions. I've got a show, why not ask them here? And maybe, maybe the show will get to somebody who will reach out to me and be like, hey, let's talk sometime. So that's what I'd like I, to I think he did. I think you did really good, honestly. I mean, these are questions we need to ask, and and we're at a point anymore. Going back to your topic, words, you know, don't matter or they do matter. You know, how do you honestly have any type of conversation when just because you misuse a word that they think that they want to be called, all of a sudden the whole conversation ends. You know, you you got to have that open communication. And for me personally, I, I have. I have uh, family members and things that are going through different aspects of this. So from my own personal point of view, you know, I, I tried very, very much so to try to be open-minded and, and to uh, have legitimate conversations. So thankfully I can without being shouted down, but it is, it's so difficult. And I, I think that's basically the gen, the gist of what you were trying to say tonight, you know, is, you know, words, either they matter or they don't matter. You know, and, and we've got to find that common ground to where we can get past that. Vanessa says she's starting the pull my finger party. Um, once you've got that registered, let me know, <laughs> Vanessa, because I am down. I am down. I will join that party. You're here. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, okay, so I'm not sure, Vanessa, I'm not sure if I actually, I hope I didn't butt hurt you. Um, when when you teach math, do I think words matter? Uh, do I think you teach people differently? No, I, I sure as hell hope not. Uh, and of course, words matter in math. That's the thing, though. Math is math is is set, right? We're not still learning mathematical equations. I mean, we're still working them out, but um, math is math. One plus one will always equal two. It'll never not equal two. And I don't care who you are. It's not racist to say that one plus one equals two. Okay. Um, so, but that's again, math, science is completely different. Science is, there's so much that we don't know. It's never settled, right? Um, math is pretty much universal. It's, it's a universal language, no matter what you speak. Um, you can always on an abacus come up with the, the same answers to the same problem in, in Chinese, Russian, English, or French. Right. And so, um, and, and I, we could get into math theory, maybe, um, it's not all done, but, uh, whoops, where'd it go? There it is. The comments jumped on me. Maybe it's not all done, but I don't know what math is not done. Um, and I'm not talking about advanced trigonometry or calculus. I'm talking about math. I'm talking about multiply, divide, add, subtract, basic math. That's that's pretty much settled. I don't know anybody that thinks it's not. Um, and, and of course, if you're teaching, uh, you you darn well better be teaching everybody equally. Um, so so yeah, I mean, I, I sure I just expect that. Uh, I know that there's a-hole teachers out there in the world that that don't do that but again as travis um is quick to point out when we start talking about teachers those a-holes they're the exception they're not the rule and and even the ones that are pushing their own political agendas on their students again there's a lot more good teachers in this country than there are bad ones if there weren't our students would have come out long ago with those, you know, there, there, there'd be no conservative values left in this country anymore if all the teachers across the country were uh, pushing their their uh, liberal political agendas on their students. That there'd be there'd be nothing else uh, out there. So we we know that again, fringe the ones that make the rest of them look bad, right? So, um, so. Anyway, we're you know what we're not going to get into what what's I thought I explained what's basic math. So I, I I use math in my life. I use science in my life. Uh, grammar and spelling occasionally show up, although not the best. So, um, all right, but uh, but yeah. Well, John, when we were kids, basic math was like anything that wasn't geometry or algebra. You know, it was addition, subtraction, multiplication, simple. You know, or division, yeah, is that what I whatever. Said? Multiply, basic, divide, no, add, subtract. I, yeah, just it was those things that it was anything that didn't involve you know formulas essentially or or. Uh, no, I'm not saying that that's all I use in my life. I use a ton of geometry. I use a ton of. I just algebra count with my fingers, man. It works fine. You know, it's, that's all I've ever had works. to do. Yes, yes. What math is my computer using? I I have no idea. I don't. Com I I'm not smart wow. enough to tell a computer how to think. It depends uh, on what the base language for the operating system sure. is. That's what it's going to be using. But yeah. Yeah, probably some form of C plus plus. I'm guessing. What about string theory? Oh man, the, here the we go. What? That has theory <laughs> in its name tells you that it's not uh, anything that is is definite. Uh, it's it's theory. It's not law. So, 
Did we just switch subjects to the Big Bang Theory now? We're, now, now we're talking math. Yeah, yeah, this is not good. I can barely bounce my, is barely math, bounce is my checkbook, okay? Or invented. Um, well, I believe that... Both. The, I believe right. the concept is discovered and the words were invented to describe... There you go. The, the, the hypothesis was formed. The, right? Uh, it's just like Newton yeah. didn't discover gravity, but he yeah, was funny. credited with the guy that wrote it down and explained it, and we've used his... his uh, the his formula since yeah his formula since so um the hypercube of monkeys that sounds like more fun than a barrel of monkeys that's for sure <laughs> that's an alex jones thing isn't it is that what that I, is, I don't is know. it <laughs> that would be even better let's get into some alex jones oh stuff. man you know what? that's not no john happen. we're not gonna go there this evening no that's no. that's not what's gonna happen so you just <laughs> let the frogs be who they are let them love who they love i don't care okay it's their business it's their business so uh all right let's wrap this up and uh like i said i told you last week that that we maybe we're gonna um but hurt a lot of people tonight so if, if if i did but hurt you i'm i'm sorry that you're easily offended and if i didn't i wasn't trying to anyway so uh no loss there um, but there are some things that legitimate questions and, and legitimate things that, uh, again, these are my beliefs. These are my opinions. I don't expect my opinions to rub, uh, to reflect in any way on Pat or Joe or Travis. That's you guys get your own opinion. <coughs> um, that's just, uh, that's just my, my opinions and my questions that I have. So, all right, Pat, we're going to give you a chance to, uh, to sign off and, and any shameless plugs you want to give, go ahead and give them. Nope, the opinions are my opinions and my opinions only. So uh, just to let everybody know up front, um, those are just my thoughts, my opinions. So anyway, uh, no, you can find me on uh, Pat in a Bunker on YouTube and on uh, Pat Hirsch on uh, Facebook. And uh, been having a really good time on, actually been having a really good time posting on a lot of different groups on uh, Facebook. So, uh, yeah, you can catch me over there and uh, go check these fine gentlemen out here on the panel. Uh, had a good time, especially with Travis and John right up above me. And Joe G, thank you for uh, coming in tonight. Uh, that's definitely a new face tonight. So uh, wanted to thank you for coming in tonight. And, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody out in the chat. It was... <laughs> Especially since this last one, <laughs> it's definitely been a lively conversation, <laughs> to say the least. But you know what? That's what gets things rolling. And uh, that's that's what gets conversations going. So Well, and that's always the goal here is to start conversations, yep. not necessarily to, right. <laughs> to finish them or end them. So. Right, exactly. I, I, and I'm not I'm not trying to pin anybody out and I'm not trying I'm just giving my honest opinions straight from my straight from my uh, redneck brain. But guess what? It's my brain and uh, if you want to try to change something, hit me with facts, hit me with data, hit me with knowledge. So That's thanks for having me on John. Everybody. Cool. Thanks for being here, Pat. Uh, Joe, if you have any closing thoughts that you want to throw out there and any shameless plugs that you want to give, not necessarily uh, if it's not for you, if you want to plug anything coming up for, for NFOA, go ahead and do that. 
Uh, yeah, we have, uh, what is that, Deer and Game Expo down in we Lincoln. Do. Uh, do. What is it? A couple weeks the from now. 21st? 20, 20, 20, 20, 20th? 21st uh, 21st or 22nd. Right, right. I think you and I are going to be down there with the 21st or um, part of the More 20th. to come. I'm, I'm hoping to be there all three days or part of all three days at least. So well, if I need to, I'll talk to your boss and, and she can get it lined up for you. Oh, it's not it's, her. That's uh, it's some other stuff, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into that later. Right, right. Um, as you know, as far as what we were talking about tonight, I I think that this is a good example. Nobody's always going to agree with everybody, and everybody needs to have an open conversation. And I think this is a really good example of four gentlemen who can sit in the same room and and nobody shot it down or screamed anybody down. Um, I do believe that many of us agree on a lot of different things. And as far as um, some of the comments such as mental health and whatnot, there's another organization that I do work with that that is actually one of the key topics for the state of Nebraska is trying to help um, get some of the psychiatric treatment and, and mental health issues as well, because I think that we need to have these conversations. And I think one of our biggest problems is is no matter which way you go at it, unless you agree with the left's agenda wholeheartedly, they will always try to make you out to be something you're not. And I, I really think it takes some strong people to actually stand up and say, hey, look, you know, let's have this conversation. So I really appreciate that uh, you put this together, John. I think this is we have to start somewhere, you know, absolutely. But uh uh, so that is definitely a big part of another organization I'm with. And as far as uh, this one here, yes, would look forward to seeing everybody that wants to make it down to Lincoln for the Game Expo. And uh, uh, the uh, uh, Senator Brewer's bill he got put out today it was absolutely awesome. That is just great. Check that out as well. Yes, LB77. Um, you know what, while I'm thinking of it, I will just do this. We're going to paste that right into the comments. You can click that link in the comments. It's coming right up and it'll take you right to the landing page for that bill. You can read the introduced copy, any, uh, amendments that get introduced as the time goes. Hopefully there aren't any, hopefully it doesn't need any. We'll see what happens. So, uh, yeah, come see us out at the Nebraska Deer and Game Expo, Lancaster Event Center, just off 84th Street in Lincoln, um, January 20th, 21st, and 22nd. <clears throat> if uh, if Joe or I aren't there, there's somebody from our organization will be there at our table. Um, so, uh, so make sure you stop and, and say hi. And by that time, we'll have more info. So, and in, in, I don't know if the hearing will be scheduled. Already have happened by then. It should be scheduled by then. I don't know if it'll already have happened or if it'll be coming up. We'll see. But uh, yeah, look us up on on YouTube and, and Facebook to get that info. And also, um, again, if you want the, the newsletters, just email us at info at NebraskaFirearms.org um, and let us know you want those you want those newsletters. So um, all right. Travis, shameless plugs, final thoughts, all that good stuff. No, it was a good discussion this evening, and it was nice to have just a good conversation with everybody and kind of pick everybody's brains on, on you know, the thoughts we had about words changing meaning and, and how people are and so on. Um, good stuff this evening. A lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to that the Deer and Game Expo. I was just looking up the, the times and the ticket prices and stuff. It looks like it's going to happen. I'm going to definitely be there. 
Um, you know, we'll also see, you know, what time we're going to be having the meeting for the, 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 um, the bill 77 for constitutional carry when that's going to happen. Um, you know, I really hope that gets a little bit of traction and takes off. It looks like it's off to a good start. So that's cool. And shameless plugs, just uh, check me out on my YouTube channel, Travis P11. And I'm on Gunstreamer and YouTube and Odyssey and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that fun stuff. Uh, I think if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you have to send a request because I'm set up on a private account. Uh, just so I can monitor who's following me, you know, just for, for what, you know, certain reasons. But, uh, but otherwise, I think that's about it. So, yeah, I appreciate the invite. And we'll be doing an episode of Caliber Corner on Saturday. It's our annual uh, New Year's Second Amendment Resolutions podcast. Where we talk about what we're going to do this year coming up that's going to be gun related. Uh, just kind of have a fun little discussion. It's like the third or fourth year we've done this uh, January tradition. So that'll happen uh, Saturday morning at 8 a.m. So cool, cool, should be cool. a good time. Yes. All right. <clears throat> G-Webs wants to know. Is there a Thunder on the Prairie logo? No, we talked about this last year. We need one. I remember we mentioned having a bullet going over corn stalks. I thought that have been kind of cool, like just like a silhouette of a, like, you know, corn stalks, like as the bullet goes by, like the tassels, you know. I think you could do something real simple, really cool on a in a situation like that. So, G, you're creative. Shoot me some uh, some design ideas. We're going to project out going across the cornfield. So, yeah, the Thunder cool. on the Prairie. <laughs> get some patches and all kinds of cool stuff oh you could bed. we can make it happen so yeah <laughs> all right um i think that that's it uh we've got a list coming up here go, go gadget arms yeah i got it okay <laughs> wow this is is it okay is it the long side okay um that's not the right list that's the right list okay so we do want to thank you, all of you out there in the chat, because uh, this was a better chat with you out there commenting and question, uh, asking the questions than, than if it was just the four of us talking, it would have been a whole different dynamic. So uh, again, if you're watching this on replay or listening on audio, you need to come catch the live one Thursdays at 8 central time um, on YouTube or on Facebook or Twitter, um, Sandhills Media, so that you can get in on the live chat. But uh M. Gabriel was out there, gun websites, Travis, uh, Sam of Anarchy, hunting and stuff with J and J. I, I need to know who that is. We need to get, we need to talk about hunting and stuff. We could call it J and J and J. Uh, the arms man, Tim S. Agarai. My middle name is J, so that's gonna be four J's that's joining in, just so you know. So J A Y. Joe is mm -hmm. a J. So yeah, we got lots of J's. Uh Agorizer, Vanessa Kitty, Mr. Knives, Defense Dad, Pat in a bunker. Uh, Joe Jag, uh, Guns and Barbecue, Darren Fulner, Scott 79, Krabby Turtle, G23, Realistic Poker Chatbot, which sounds like an amazing name. Uh, also, Michael over there on the Facebook side commenting. Uh, we appreciate that as well. Uh, we don't get the exposure on the Facebook that, that I would like to and, and definitely don't get as many people watching and, and commenting over there. So, I wish I knew what the magic formula was to, to grow that um, probably effort. And I should just put some effort into it. That would help. Um, John, it's absolutely everything that we're not doing. So that's yeah, pretty yeah. much the way whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, I'm definitely not doing it's, it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, on behalf of Pat and Joe and Travis, and of course, my beautiful producer, Sandhill Sweetheart over there, and Liberty Bell, the puppy dog that's wandering in and out of frame. Uh, we appreciate all of you. Uh, oh, Bella's over there too. I haven't heard her. It, 
she's not coming over here because she knows that I don't want her over here. Normally that brings the cat. So she's been good. She's been hanging out with mom. Um, anyway, on behalf of the aminals and all of the aminals that are uh, on the screen there, um, that's a that's a good looking aminal down there in the bottom right corner, sitting right on. Pretty puppy. Pretty puppy. Chihuahua. An ammo dog is not. He's no, I passed out ammo. right next to me. I can see little stubby ammo feet. Ammo dog feet. He's been very needy nice. this evening, wanting lots of attention. That's why I kept leaning over to rub his belly. So my donkey starts whining, and we went for like an hour walk. I froze, thinking I can wear him out. And as soon as I plop okay. down in front of the screen for your guys' show, he starts whining for more attention. It's like, you're just tired. You need a nap. That's so yeah. Hi, right, Travis. Well, your dog, John's dog, and Joe's dog. And all gonna have to get together and go play because I got a new puppy. The dog yeah, pound. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Full blood German Shepherd, and she loves to the play. Bunker is going to the dogs. So she probably looks kind of like a corgi, doesn't she? At this point, like a little miniature, you know, almost looks kind of like, yeah, as a pup. Uh, she's got the <laughs> have a similar face, and she's ready to go. <laughs> the full yeah. dishes are out, and she's do 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 do. Gonna be so, listening for all yeah. those people that get lost when they land up on your country road, you know? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yep. Yeah, she's our own satellite dish. How do we get to <laughs> Omaha? How do we get to Lincoln? <laughs> Go that way. Eventually, you'll run into it. You know? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> or you hit Iowa. Same difference. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Um, I don't know what we're doing next week. We're gonna do something. We'll figure it out. It may be uh, maybe fun. It may be funny may step on your toes and, and make you butt hurt. I don't know, um, but that's just a chance you take. But show up next week. We'll figure out what it's going to be, and uh, we'll we'll make sure that it's, it's at least worth listening to. How about that? So uh, that's it. It's time for us to go. We love you guys, but uh, that's it. Get off my lawn.